Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. McDavid centers one timer score. Oscar Clefbaum and Edmonton strikes again in overtime. This time it's Clefbaum. He'll swing it out to the outside and it is to the end zone. Touchdown Eskimos. Darrell Walker. With the touchdown, and the Eskimos take the lead with less than a minute to go. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Marlow going into the right wing corner centers. And Placanich couldn't get a stick on it as he was too well covered. Miner in front of the net for Placanich to score! All right, Placanitz getting the Maple Leafs on the board. That was after Tory Krug opened the scoring for Boston just 28 seconds into the game. Now early in the second period, it's still a 1-1 tie between Boston and Toronto. The other game tonight, Capitals with an early goal from Tom Wilson. And now with four minutes left in the first period, Caps up 1-0 on the Blue Jackets. Columbus up 2-1 in that series. Of course, the road team has won every game so far and every Every game has gone to overtime. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Ched, the Blue Jays off to a great start this season. They are 12 and 5 in New York today to play the Yankees middle of the fifth. That game is tied 2-2. This is going to be a fun show. It is the first ever Inside Sports high school sports special, hopefully the first of many more to come. We're going to get into that uh, heavily after the 6.30 news. Uh, The guests for 6.30 were so eager, they showed up at like 3.20 this afternoon. I think they just came straight over after school ended. Uh, Some coaches and athletes from Harry Ainley are here. Uh, We got some uh, soccer players from Queen Elizabeth coming in. Uh, We got a real special uh, student athlete from uh, Archbishop O'Leary a little bit later on. So that'll all be between uh, 6 30 and 8 tonight. So I'm really excited to do this and again, hopefully we something uh, we do along the road and I'm sure uh, I'm sure if if your high school isn't represented tonight, I'm sure I'll hear about it on the text line as to why it should be. Uh, you can always text 630-630. You can call 780-496-0063. Now with all due respect, this is a show that will feature current high school coaches and athletes. So if you won badminton mixed doubles provincials in 1957, I'm happy for you, but you're not going to be featured on the show tonight, okay? You know, if, if, if you're really proud of your school finishing seventh in the eight-team final race of the 4x100 relay in 1972, again, congratulations, but that's, that's not where we're taking the show tonight. 
I mean, no. Well, I don't know, Kellen. Maybe that should be the the off-topic topic tonight. Mm. Your your greatest high school sports accomplishment on the text line is six thirty six thirty. Ah, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure we'll have some. I'm sure we'll have some uh, great stories of triumph or perhaps I- embarrassment. Do you remember we did that a, uh, a couple of years ago? For some reason, we started asking people if they'd ever dunked a basketball, right? Or tried yeah. to dunk, and we had stories yeah. of people saying how they tried to dunk and often the misadventures. I think it was after we had like a Harlem Globetrotter on or something oh, like might that. Oh, yeah. when the Globetrotters were yeah. in town one of the times, yes. And uh, I mean, they can dunk in their sleep. I actually oh, think that's one of, I think that's one of their routines. <laughs> <laughs> Up off a mattress and, and they dunk the basketball. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I remember we had some painfully honest stories about failed uh, slam dunk attempts. So if you, if you want to text in, I mean, last night we took text about G Principe-inspired puns. So if you do want to text in your greatest high school sports uh, exploit or perceived greatness in your own mind, perhaps, <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, welcome on the text line at 630-630. Before we uh, get heavy into the high school stuff, in a few minutes, Stuart Skinner is going to join us on the line. Goaltender for the Swift Current Broncos. They survived a couple really tough opening round series in the Western Hockey League. Skinner is that Oilers draft pick who was traded from Lethbridge uh, to Swift Current just before the WHL trade deadline. He's an outstanding goaltender, uh, you know, hopefully going to be in the Oilers' net someday down the road. And he had three shutouts in the seven-game series uh, against Moose Jaw. So he's going to be on the line in a few minutes. Speaking of fun, we had tons of fun last night on the show. And don't forget, HockeyHelpsTheHomeless.com. It's coming up on May 11th in Edmonton. Uh, We had Murray Soroka on the show from the Jasper Place Wellness Center. Robin Brownlee, who uh, used to cover the Oilers for the Journal and the Sun, was in studio. He's uh, helping promote this. And Craig McTavish, he's going to be one of the uh, celebrity players, the alumni players, taking part in in Hockey Helps the Homeless. So the the teams that raise the most money will get first pick of the ex-pro who they want on their team. So uh, that that was really cool that they were in studio, and this was for a great cause. But we also got uh, some good stories as well. Ken Hitchcock recently retired from coaching or did he says Craig McTavish he's retired until he gets his next job and <laughs> right but no he's done a wonderful job and been a great ambassador to the game of hockey over the years and you know the story is well documented where he started with uh, as Robin mentioned earlier Wilf Brooks at United Cycle and uh, he worked for Wilf at United Cycle and coach Bantam and minor hockey and midget and worked his way up and had a passion and an intellect for the game that uh, few have surpassed over over the term of his coaching career. So, kudos to Ken and the job that he did for many years. So when you when you're on the bench against a guy like Ken, or you mentioned how much you respected Babcock and he he's still going. I mean, did you feel the the, the mind games with, with the other guy? Like, I know sometimes coaches yeah. say the, the haze in the barn and then you let the players, but in game, there's got to be that, that little competition with the other coach and oh, the adjustments. Well, well, it definitely is. And uh, Ken was more a strategic uh, coach than I think a, a, a guy that focused too much on matchups. We, we generally had the 
more focus on the matchups because in most instances he had the more powerful team when he was in Dallas against us. I had the, the pleasure of coaching with Ken at, uh, at one of the world championships that uh, happened during the lockout in, uh, in Quebec and he was a real emotional guy on the bench and I could just see the red in the, the level of red in his ears go up as the intensity as he got madder and madder when I was standing beside him coaching the coaching the defense but he he really uh, internalized a lot of that with the exception of uh, of the color of his ears <laughs> good memories there from Craig McTavish about going up against Ken Hitchcock uh, also asked McTavish if uh, he thought it was sure or false that he outcoached Mike Babcock in the first round when they beat Detroit in 2006 McTavish said it was false. He gave the credit to somebody else. Dwayne Rollison <laughs> outplayed Manny Legacy, uh, very, very uh, by a by a large amount in that series, and that really was the difference. I think uh, you know Roley got on a roll, and Manny was just average, and that that and we got some confidence. Well, I'm glad you've remained modest. <laughs> No, I don't think too many people outcoach Mike Babcock. Having watched him for many years and the job that he's done with the Leafs, he's, he's, it's safe to say he knows what he's doing. All right, and that uh, full segment, which included Craig McTavish live in studio, of course, you can get on the show page for Inside Sports on 630Ched.com. You can also sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Our next guest, Stuart Skinner of the Swift Current Broncos, is ready on the phone line. You'll hear from him when we get back. Inside Sports on Ched. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. It is 6:18. My name is Reed Wilkins. You can always text 630-630. Greg texting in. He says, uh, I scored 53 points playing for Lacombe Composite versus Lindsey Thurber of Red Deer. I probably dunked in that game. Oh, the good old high school days. <laughs> it is the uh, first ever Inside Sports High School Sports Special, which we will get full into after the 6.30 news. You can, uh, If you want to, you can text your greatest high school athletic achievement or embarrassment to 6.30, 6.30. I will protect your anonymity if it is an embarrassment. And uh, I'm glad Greg specified that that was basketball because 53 points. If that was hockey, that would have been an amazing... Well, I guess we don't have high school hockey in, in Edmonton. Uh, we do have junior hockey in Edmonton, and we do have some important games coming up in the Western Hockey League, and I'm pleased to welcome back to the show from the Swift Current Broncos, Stuart Skinner. Stuart, you're on with Reed. How have you been? I've been good. How are you? I've uh, been very well. Uh, so I, you just heard me talking about a bit of a high school theme here. Now, I know you've had to travel around a little bit uh, and live in other cities because of your, your Western Hockey League career, but do you have a high school that you would call home in Edmonton, or, or is or have you moved you moved around a bit too much? Uh, yeah, I'd say Louis St. Laurent in Edmonton. I was uh, kind of started off there, so it's uh, that was a school that I was uh, I was in, and I remember uh, being with Mr. Peel and playing some basketball and shooting some hoops over there too. So not, I never hit 53 points. But. <laughs> now, were you a good basketball player? Because you're fairly tall, right? Yeah, no, I'd say I was uh, I was pretty pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say I was uh, I was an amazing basketball player, but I'd say I could uh, I could shoot the hoop here and there. Never tempted though to to choose basketball over hockey, eh? 
No, no, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the the hockey career has been going pretty good for you, uh, and, and you just had this incredible series, uh, obviously against Moose Jaw. I mean, before we get into your individual performance, th- there was so much hype around that series as a potential second round showdown. Two great teams, you know, two teams built for the playoffs, two teams who made some additions at the trade deadline. What can you take us through? What can you tell us about the intensity of that series now that you've been through it? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a great series. I mean, there's a lot of up, lots of uh, up, ups and downs for on both sides. Um, I know we were uh, we got up three uh, two, coming back home, feeling pretty good about ourselves, and then we went to three overtimes and uh they uh they got the win so it was uh lots of ups and downs uh, a lot of emotions in those games i mean both teams uh both teams you know took out a lot to to grab the additions that they got and uh we were kind of the teams that were uh head to head moving into regular season and now um obviously into playoffs so it was a huge second round and um honestly it was uh you, you never know who's going to win in playoffs, especially against uh, teams like um, you know, obviously us against Musha. I mean, it was a it was a tough series. Uh, guys were banged up, and I mean, it was uh, a lot of emotions were going into it. But I'm just really happy that uh, we got on top. About the triple overtime game, Stuart, is that the longest game you've ever played in? And and whether it was or not. How as a goaltender do you have to handle the fatigue and the concentration needed to play almost six periods? Yeah, I would say I was uh, that definitely the longest game I've ever played. Um, yeah, we we had a couple of games like that. Honestly, we had uh, we had a second overtime as well, not too long, uh, not too long before that. Um, I mean, it was it's tough playing in those games, um, especially in that uh, game six. I only had nine shots going in the second period, and then Musha brought it on into the third, and then obviously in the OTs, and I got uh, almost 40 shots, I think. Um, I think Wilm stopped like uh, 50-something saves. I mean, he was he was on fire that night. Um, no, as a goaltender, it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, especially when you get tired and uh, your legs start cramping or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, you're hungry during those games. Um, so, you know, you got to, after each overtime period, you got to go make yourself a sandwich or do something to keep yourself hydrated and uh, keep yourself, uh, you know, ready to go. So, uh, no, it is really tough. Um, you just got to be mentally focused. You got to be, uh, you got to be, be prepared for situations like that, especially in playoffs. I mean, it's, um, it's really tough playing uh, playing in playoffs and against a team like Mooshaw. It was really hard playing in a lot of overtime games. So um, I got to give a lot of credit to those guys who uh, fought really hard. Stuart Skinner, Swift Current goaltender, Oilers draft pick, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. I mean, Stuart, three shutouts for you in the series. Uh, and, you know, I know I know you want to win four before they do, regardless of the score, but three shutouts is very impressive how did you feel in the series i mean did you feel as as locked in or maybe more locked in as you've ever felt or what allowed you to have those that individual success yeah i felt uh i felt really focused felt really good um you know in my mind i think uh i think my mental game mental game has gotten a lot stronger uh since last year and even going through uh the season this year i mean there are a lot of a lot of shifts in my in my game and I feel just really dialed in right now I'm feeling uh at the top of my game right now and I think uh I think the team is too in front of me so I mean we're uh we're kind of we're going on it right now and we're just trying to stay in the flow and uh keep on playing the way we're playing um 
but no, it's uh, I was kind of surprised I got a. Uh, I didn't know all three of them were in their barn. Actually, I thought I at least got one and uh, at home, but all three of them were at their barn, um, which was, I mean, that's huge. Um, being able to win games uh, away, especially in playoffs, especially when you don't have home advantage. So, I mean, uh, being able to get those wins uh, was huge. But at the same time, it wasn't just me. I mean, we had, uh, you know, my whole team in front of me. They're blocking shots. I mean, you like even our uh, skilled guys. I mean. Everyone on our team was blocking shots. God, Steiner, uh, Negs is always blocking shots. Gain Elder. I mean, I, I could name everyone. Um, you know, and then my my uh, defenseman. I mean, Sis and Saz. I mean, everyone. Everyone's blocking shots. Everyone's putting in a lot of work, a lot of effort. So I mean, uh, those shoutouts go to the team, not just me. All right, Stuart. You were with Lethbridge. They traded you to Swift Current, and obviously the the thinking at the time was, well, Swift Current is, is loading up and maybe Lethbridge doesn't think they're going to do as well. Now you're playing Lethbridge in the conference final to, to go to the league final, to get a step closer to the Memorial Cup. I mean, can, can you believe how, how this worked out? What's it going to be going up against your old team? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty funny that we're meeting up now. Um, no, it's, it's a little bittersweet, but, um, you know, I want to I want to take them down. Um, it's... Uh, there's going to be a lot of emotions involved with it, uh, I think. But I think uh, after we start getting started here uh, tomorrow night, I think um, emotions will kind of, you know, calm down, and I'll just, uh, I'll just have to play my game. And I think uh, the guys need to play their game as well in front of me. I mean, um, I'm just happy that I got two other guys, uh, you know, from Lethbridge that came with me. I mean, George and Nags. So I got a lot of support, uh, you know, from uh, from even uh, people in the town of Lethbridge. I mean. Um, it's uh, I I basically well I I did live there for four years three three and a half years and so it's uh it was tough saying goodbye but I'm really happy with where I am now and uh, I'm uh, I'm ready to take down Lethbridge but uh, it's going to be a really tough series um, it's going to be uh, you know in in playoffs every round gets harder and harder um, each round so uh, we're not going to take these guys lightly and we're going to make sure that we bring our A game because if we don't um, you know we could get into trouble so. Uh, I'm really excited to, you know, play against my friends, but, you know, when we get on ice, um, you know, it's just uh, me doing my thing and trying to stop the puck. So um, it's going to, I'm going to have a lot of fun. Right on. Well, Stuart, it's great to catch up with you. I I mean, simple rule, as long as you keep going in the playoffs, we're going to keep bugging you for interviews, but (laughs) Oilers fans are happy to see you doing well, and the WHL playoffs have been incredibly interesting this year. Good for you guys making it all the way to the third round. All the best against Lethbridge. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. That is Stuart Skinner checking in from the crease of the Swift Current Broncos Oilers draft pick, and now they go up against Lethbridge starting tomorrow night. Okay, it is 6.27. we got a break for the news, and then we will dive into our high school sports special with some, uh, what do I call you, uh, multi-gold medalists at the provincial level from Harry Ainley when we get back. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Ched. All right, that's by request. We'll find out who requested it in a minute or two. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. 1-1 Bruins and Maple Leafs. Five minutes left in the second period. Caps up 1-0 on the Blue Jackets after one. Yankees lead the Blue Jays 3-2 in the bottom of the sixth. 
Oh, the text line is uh, good today. Uh, as we discuss high school sports tonight, I'll, I'll start with this one. I'll save some other ones for later. This individual says, when I was in high school, I won a gold medal in weightlifting. I graduated from O'Leary, and there was nobody else in my weight class. Which is, a, that's, that's a perfectly noble way to win. What do they call that in politics? Uh, acclamation? Winning by acclamation. I wonder if there was a minimum weight that person had to lift, or they just... Yeah, I lifted a pound. Where's my gold medal? All right, so it is the Inside Sports High School uh, Sports Special. We are going to start with Harry Ainley tonight. Uh, we'll bring the coach in first, senior men's basketball coach, George Hoyt. George, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Yeah, just got your mic up in time there, but that was that was a pro move how you noticed I was scrambling to do that. Uh, were you coach of the year this year? Uh, yeah, I did. For senior men's tier one, I got coach of the year. So. For for Edmonton or for the province? For Edmonton. For Ed- Well, that's still pretty good. I also, just to give a shout out to uh, youth basketball, I was the Bantam girls coach of the year too this year, so my daughter's pretty proud of that. So. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we'll, we'll be talking, and that was your song request. Yeah. So we're sitting here with two grade 12 young men who you think would be thrilled to get their music on the radio. They didn't have a song request, so coach jumped in with one. Yeah, well, sometimes as a coach, you know, you see them nervous. You got to regroup them a bit and get them back going in the right direction. So, all right, and our athletes in studio, Lawal Uguak. Lawal, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. And Brandon Mickeljohn. Hi, Brandon. Hi. How are you? Doing well. Lawal, let's start with you. How did your athletic year go? Uh, it was pretty good. We started off. Started off. Uh, first season was uh, football, and uh, I guess we we went undefeated actually in our in our uh, cities, and then uh, we won all our provincial playoff games and ended it with provincials. So you won provincial gold in football, then what did you do? Uh, I went right after I went to basketball. The day I came back, actually, we had basketball tryouts, and then uh, the team was made a week after that, and we had a jazz replaced basketball tournament, and the season was already underway. All right, so you made the basketball team, and, and you won provincial gold in basketball as well. Yeah. Not bad. So what position are you in football? Uh, defensive end. You're a defensive end, and what about in basketball? I play post play post. Yeah. But see, when I was in high school, we just said center. center Isn't that right, post. George? Now there's yeah. all these fancy terms like post. <laughs> you got point forwards now. You got all sorts of things. So, <laughs> All right. So, Lowell, for you, uh, what was the, what, what were the ch- choices for you to play basketball and football? Like, would have you liked to have done more or has that always been your focus or what? Um, I've always played football. I've played football since I was eight years old. Me and uh, me and my other siblings, and I guess as I got older, I was I was getting bigger, and I guess I had no choice but to play basketball as well. And and <laughs> I also found out it helped me help me out in football, with uh, just little things and being better, faster, stronger. I guess. Okay. Well, nobody can see you. How tall are you? Six foot four. Six foot four. Okay. Uh, who got you into football when you were eight? Uh, my cousins did actually. They they got it from. One of their friends at their school was the owner of a minor football club, Edmonton Chargers, actually. Right. And uh, I guess uh, my older brother started playing. He plays basketball now for Loyola Chicago. Uh, he he quit. Basketball. Aren't they the ones the 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 they went to the how far did they go? They went to the final four actually. Yeah. Yeah. He he. Harry and the grad. Yeah, Harry and the grad. Yeah. Well, we gotta get him in next. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he stopped playing in I think grade eight. And okay. I, I continued, and so did my younger brothers. I guess I've just decided to be lean towards football more. It's just been my sport. All right. Uh, we got Brandon here as well. All right. So you were, what were your sports this year? Uh, I started off playing volleyball and then 
won provincials for that, and then we went to basketball and ended up winning provincials as well. So you both won two provincial gold medals this year. Yep. yep. In your grade 12 year. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean that to me that sounds like uh, pretty much a dream year. Mm-hmm. It was our it was our dream year for yeah. especially for all three sports since we're all. All the guys are all pretty much connected throughout the school, so it was a pretty awesome yeah. opportunity for all of us. So football wins, volleyball wins, and basketball wins. Yeah. Actually, all Harry Ainley. Football, we won first. We won like an hour before the volleyball guys did. Cause our, oh, they're on the same day. Yeah, the yeah. same day. Our coach, our coach during one of the sets in volleyball, after we, were, we won two sets, our coach told us uh, we have to win provincials now because like, the football coach just texted me and said that they won, so now it's our turn. So, Brandon, what position are you in, in volleyball? Uh, I'm a setter. Most important position. That was my high school position. Yeah. Uh, and what were you in basketball? Uh, I'm a point guard for basketball. Point guard. All right. So now let me ask you this, Brandon. Were, would have you cons- At the start of the year, would have you considered your team a favorite in volleyball? Because um, sometimes you know, right? I mean, you always, you're always hopeful you can win. You always believe yeah. you can win. But sometimes in the back of your mind, you're like, well, it's maybe it's maybe not 90%. It's more yeah. like 20 Like, it, how good did you think you were going to be? Um, I knew our team had a really good chance because I've been playing with these guys since grade 9. So a lot of them I played for four years. And I think I knew we had a really good chance. There was a couple competitions uh, in Edmonton and in provincials. But I think I think I had a feeling that we would win. If we played to our best, then I knew it, was, it would be a good season. All right. So uh, who did you beat in the provincial final in volleyball? Uh, we played Jasper Place from oh, Edmonton. Oh, nice. Okay. And did you play them during the season too? Yeah. We, um, we beat them twice in tournaments, but then we lost them in league. And then that that motivated us to beat them again in provincials. So Okay. Now, you guys were teammates for basketball then. Yeah. And yeah. we have your basketball coach here as well. So, now, Lawal, you jumped into the season. How, how much did he miss, George? Or what did he make, make all the games? Uh, well, he was away with uh, Football Canada for a week, so he missed, uh, I think, two games at that time. And both Brandon and Lawal, you know, we had our sort of pre-screening of tryouts. So they missed sort of the first two weeks, and then they joined the team for that last final selection. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think it was two games in total for Lawal, so. Okay, so when you're putting your team together... Uh, I mean, you must have had to set spots, like know that they're coming back. Is that hard picking pick your team, or how does that work? Well, we try and be as fair and equitable with everyone, so we make sure that any athlete that played on, a, you know, another sport during you know tryout season, they get a, a week, they get four days to come back and earn their spot on the team, just like any other athlete. So um, we do a little weeding out prior to that, um, you know, because there are some easier decisions to make. Um, but I think when they joined the team, we were for two. Two, two teams, we were still sitting around 35 uh, athletes, right? And we got to w- get that down to under 15 per team. So Right. Okay. So now you guys, this high school basketball career is over, Brandon and Lawal. What's George like as a coach? Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a friend, a mentor, and, you know, he's always there for us. And I know uh, we have a respect for each other where we just, like, we have, a, like, a love for each other, you know. Brandon, what's he like when something's not going well in a game or a practice? Um, I think he's probably the best coach to have in those situations. He always, he always knows a way to get us back into the groove, or even push us to play to our best abilities. So it's a really good opportunity. Yeah. Well, basketball is a game of ebbs and flows, right? Of runs. It's yeah. never going to go all your way the entire time. Okay. Who is it? The, who is the provincial final in basketball against? Uh, Bishop Burn from Calgary. All right. What was that game like, Lowell? Um that game it was it was close for the first half i guess and we we came out second half we motivated ourselves that we weren't going to lose them cuz we lost them before in a in a Jasper Place tournament and that was probably our lowest 
point of the season. And uh, I guess we, we all talked to each, ourselves and we talked to each other. We told each other we weren't going to lose. And we came back and, like, they were, it wasn't even close by the second half. You pulled away, eh? Yeah. So what, what do you remember about, so you guys already had won the, the one title earlier in your seasons. Like when the, the final seconds went off in basketball and you, you're, you're winning again, what's going through your minds? Uh, it's just uh, the feeling again to just be the best in the province for your sport, not only once but twice, especially for basketball. I feel like basketball is a really hard tournament to win and it was just a great, it was a great team win for us. So it was really good for our team. Yeah. George, uh, had you coached to a provincial championship before? Uh, three previous. Yeah. So now you have four. Yeah. So we they, have four. Yeah. Do you? Do they feel different? Uh, everyone. Do you look spe- back on teams differently? Yeah. Everyone's special. You know, there's moments with each individual athlete that you remember from each group, and um, you know the journey is always a little different. Sometimes the recipe as a coach is a little different too. You know, you gotta throw a little more of this in and take a little of this out and make it happen. And this team, though, like defensively was one of the most impressive I think provincial championships that you know we held every team pretty much under 50 points I think you know we, not including the the game in the first round but our last six games we, we I think we averaged 48 point something points wow. per game and that's you know and Brandon touched on it like it was a good that's a good team feel like okay you know, so where did that all anybody who wants to answer I mean, where does that because every every coach every athlete talks about commitment and belief and structure and and support where where did it come from for this team did did it come from your coach did it come from your leaders did you just get confident what 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 was the recipe um i think uh me and brandon since we played other sports and we won provincials in uh, basketball i mean uh, football and volleyball we guess we wanted to help out the guys that didn't get to win one in basketball the the one sport players and like you know winning provincial just we called it the triple crown Bas- uh, football, volleyball, and then basketball, and that was just the motivation, like to be to be the best team, I guess, the best graduating class at Harry Ainley and even the province. And yeah, I think there's some good athlete motivation. You know, like I, you know, there's things we do in practice on a daily basis to get them ready, so they got this structural side of it. But their buy-in was amongst themselves, which was that's what makes it special. Like the, they own the defensive side of the ball, which was really neat to watch as a coach. And you know, I look, you know, I, I think I made a couple adjustments in the final uh, for us offensively, but I never had to touch it off, uh, defensively. They were they were locked in themselves. They they had complete ownership of it. So that's important for sure. All right, we're in studio with Lawal Uguak and Brandon Micklejohn. They are double provincial winners from Harry Ainley and basketball coach uh, George Hoy. You guys can stick around for a few more minutes. I want to talk about. Some more stuff. We're coming right back. Inside Sports on Chad. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. We have the high school sports special in full swing on the text line. You can uh, text in your greatest high school sports triumph or embarrassment. Uh, and usually I say I'm more likely to read texts that are signed with a name or a handle you want to go by, but I'm encouraging people who maybe might be a little red-faced with some of these stories. It's okay not to put your name. Like this one. I wrestled for Camille LaRouge High School in Red Deer. It was the fun tournament of the year. I had just pinned my opponent and won the match. I stood up and did my victory dance, not realizing I blew out the back of my shorts, exposing my bare bottom to all spectators and officials. There you go. 
still with that person probably years later. Maybe cathartic that they got it out on Inside Sports tonight. Okay, we're uh, in studio uh, featuring Harry Ainley here on the first uh, part of the show. We'll start with Lawal Ugoak, who won uh, provincials in basketball and football. So this is grade 12 for you? Yeah. And uh, you're cur- what are you currently playing? Uh, handball right now. Handball, okay. How's the team doing? Pretty good. We're, uh, I think we're six and one. Okay, so pretty good. Yeah. City final on Friday night. Yeah. Well, you got a city final tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. Did you, you didn't have to miss practice to do this radio show, did you? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> he was like, no, I wouldn't have missed practice. Come on. Uh, all right. So now you're you're so you're grade twelve. Athletically, have you thought about next year? Do you have anything lined up for next year? What's going on? Uh, actually, I committed to University of Connecticut for football. Oh, really? Yeah. And. Uh, I, I, I think I December 21st was was December 20th was the day I signed my letter of intent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to be down there at the end of July to start the football season. So what was that like being recruited and I mean the decision to move far away from home and all that kind of stuff? Um I guess ever since I was young I've I've always wanted to play Division 1 football and like on the TV and everything, I guess. And uh, as my grade 11 season was coming to an end, I started to realize that it was really going to be a reality for me, and it was exciting actually when the offer started to come in. I had my first offer was from Fresno State, that's in California, and then uh, during my senior season, uh, midway through the season, University of Connecticut offered me, and I guess I had more of a connection with them and committed there. Nice. And were some Canadian schools after you too? Must have been. Um, yeah, I guess, but they kind of they kind of stopped talking to me after after my Division One football scholarship started to come in. Okay. Well, good for you. That's going to be exciting. Uh, Connecticut, obviously, known for its specifically its women's basketball program, yeah. as I'm sure you know. They rarely, I think they lost this year, but yeah, they, they rarely lose even a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forget about uh, a, a playoff game in the tournament. Uh, Brandon Micklejohn is here as well. Brandon, what is up for you next year? Do you know? Um, I'm playing basketball at University of Alberta next year. For Barnaby? Yep. All right. Uh, now, you also played volleyball. Were there any volleyball options too, or was basketball uh, yeah. more your thing? I had a couple of volleyball offers as well, and but I just knew that basketball would be my sport ever since I was young, and I just wanted to continue playing uh, basketball. And did you like? Did you dream of being a Golden Bear? Or yeah, I think my mom told me that I used to say that I wanted to be a Golden Bear, and I knew I knew after watching them since ever since I was probably 10 years old that I wanted to go there so it's a pretty good opportunity for me right on that's exciting stuff so you'll uh, and you, do you know what you want to study um, I'm either going into engineering or business next year I'm not sure yet alright so you, unlike other people in this room you hope to get a real job someday <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, and uh, George Hoyt is here as well, a basketball coach at Harry Ainley. So, I mean, you, you hear these, talking to these kids, and you, you know a lot of kids like this, they get that next opportunity, whether it's in the sport you coach or not. I mean, what, is, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the school? Well, the school is very proud of not just student-athletes, but, you know, fine arts. Um, we have an amazing band program, you know, art students. So, in all things excellence is the motto of the school, right? So, we're proud of every student-athlete. Um, like, these guys are just like a normal student at Harry Inley. They have outstanding character, and that's why they get the results they get in sport. Um, they know how to commit to something, be dedicated, put in the time and effort to get the results they want to get, and that's where they got them. Um, these guys are amazing young men. I'm privileged to have the opportunity to work with them. Um, I don't know if they're always privileged to have me as a coach, but I, I know I'm privileged to work with them. So, so I mean, this incredible season for, for Inley, and I assume we're, I mean, we're talking about the three... 
the triple crown in the men's sports. I assume yeah. there were other boys and girls sports that did very well. Yeah. Where does where does that? And I guess you know, as I, as I said when I t- started talking about this segment a couple of weeks ago, I don't pretend to be plugged into the Edmonton high school sports community, um, but I know Harry Anley's name is always up there. Yeah. Why is why is that, George? Well, I think it's a variety of things. You know, we talked about that, you know, embodying that motto of an all things excellence, but that starts from, you know, since I've been in the building or as a, as a teacher and an administrator and then now as an outside coach who comes back, you know, there's always been a real strong uh, administration that supported it. The staff has always been behind it. You know, they see the value in kids doing more than just being a student, being, a, you know, being a, they see the whole child as something important a really strong student leadership program that puts on, you know, fine arts performances and TVT and Triprov and, you know, Harry and the Handball Cup, all these events that the students get to participate in. There's always been an outstanding coaching fraternity there. Um, and it's been, it's, it's been strong in all sports. You know, I, I look at the women's cheer program and when I first got there, Kim Hool, who's a legendary cheer coach in town, you know, the lady who's coaching now was a student athlete 12 years ago and now has taken over the team and continued that success you know and 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 whether you're a cheer coach or a badminton coach we always talk about you know the sports in general about athletes and and run things off each other and there's a real camaraderie for it and i think that's allowed us to be so consistent in so many sports you know ty uh do good you know just he's a student athlete at harry high school and he's a provincial championship in uh football but he's a wrestling provincial champion um, national championship and I think it's Greco you know like just a, you know like, there's lots of great students like that that are, are real committed and he gets supports from every coach in the building equally right we all commit to him and he commits to us and, and I think that leads that consistency is just that coaching fraternity and support from administration and staff okay I'm going to ask each of you guys because this is part of the, the, the fun too and I was talking about this earlier uh, if each of you had to answer who is Harry Ainley's chief athletic rival Whoever wants to jump in first. Um, earlier, I said Austin O'Brien, but I guess it's a it's a tie between them. I've 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 grown up playing against kids that go to Austin O'Brien, and uh, the other school is Bev Facey. I guess okay. we've kind of had a rivalry there too. We play them in city championship tomorrow for handball. So, Brandon, uh, for me, probably either uh, Jasper Place, just because I know they've always been strong. And personally, uh, Strathcona, just because I know so many people there, just a personal rivalry. So, dare I ask you, George? Because these are all other, these are other people you've been yeah. coaching against a long time. Well, there's a lot of outstanding high school coaches out there. That's the first thing I want to say. And the thing about being at Harry High School, no matter what team you play, there's a big bullseye in your back. Sometimes it's a defining moment um, in some school season. We only lost by ten, or we upset them. Um, so. I could name almost every school. There's a small rivalry in one of our sports um, that is there, and it's you know because of that consistency we've had, and because the depth of success we've had in a multitude of areas. So, so there's a lot of them out there, you know. But south side, you know, you're always gonna have that rival. But then going to Lazert, it's about pr- you know beating the north side pride. You know, there's there's lots of them. Ross Shep. on the other side of the window there, Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, Emmy Lazert. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, you know, and uh, you know, I went to East. I, I coached East Gun High School to start with, and whenever we get a chance to play them in anything, now I, I really want to make sure we stick it to them because of that. So, uh, I think that's part of it. We value every game as being important. So, I'm really glad you guys came in again. Congratulations on on great seasons and all the best as you move on to UConn and the U of A. And George, you'll keep obviously plugging away and trying to win more titles. George Hoyt, basketball coach Harry Ainley, Brandon Micklejohn won gold in volleyball and basketball. 
and Lawal Uguak won gold in football and basketball, all at Harry Ainley. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you. Thank you. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.